When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Terraform Development is a Navajo and Hopi-owned engineering, architectural, and project management firm located in northern Arizona. The company has full-time staff and comprises of Navajo and Hopi employees. Terraform services include civil engineering, residential design, drone mapping, and project management on projects for your need. Terraform is a Priority One Navajo Certified Business and Hopi Business License Certified. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number 4ORM.com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. Hey, you all. This is Carl from Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. If you are listening to us from the Anchor website or the Anchor app, let me tell you about it. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, there's even an option where you can add Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you create. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, also everybody's favorite local Super Phoenix Suns fan, (laughs) J-Man. And with me is uh, the guy that drives five miles an hour in a 15-mile-an-hour speed limit, Carl. (laughs) You had to bring up the Phoenix Suns. They won last week. I know that, so... And so this Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. finals, Yes, the Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. I am super pumped. So you're going to hear a little bit of extra pep in my step today, and in this particular episode. And I think that you said that even you and Gua watched the Suns. Yeah, we watched the Suns games, hoping that the Suns would lose. And I know everybody out there are probably booing and probably you know going to go on Facebook or Instagram and. Say, you know, I hate this guy, but wait, 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 wait. I mean, the reason why I said they lose, they were, they, I wish they lost is because game number seven would have been the best of all battles. So, I mean, everybody's butthole will probably get tightened up because, uh, you know, Suns would probably lose the, the you know, the championships there and, or, or the playoffs and they won't go to the finals. So, well, you know, they are playing another series right now. 
Yeah. I, I, I know you're not aware of things like sports and <laughs> things that are what, what's hip and cool. I, I only in, in today's culture. I, I only. I'm sorry, I'm not a huge Ninja Turtles fan like you are for something that I, you and I, I can vibe with. I only know the Quidditch match championships that occur. So pretty much, uh, you know the uh, go spo- sports ball. You know, sports ball is pretty good. <laughs> go, go sports teams. <laughs> and so you can you believe it that we're already at episode eight for season five? I. I yeah, I mean, episode eight. Before we started recording, I told you that I feel like that this has been like the busiest season that we've ever had to date. Yeah, it it has been very, very busy. And, and oh my God, I mean, the work that we do outside of the podcast is- And outside of our 40 yeah, hour a week job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just kind of takes a toll on you. But we do this for you guys so you guys can laugh at us and laugh with me. Laugh at Carl and laugh with <laughs> J-Man and Sema. Sema did a pretty good job. So another big shout out to Sema who yeah. appeared on last week's episode. Had some good burns for you. <laughs> You're the only person in the world that I know that uh, gets burned on their own podcast by a 12-year-old. He had some pretty good zingers in there. So I really appreciated that from him. And, you know, I, I think that it helped me to kind of take my foot <laughs> off the pedal a little bit and what it is that I do and how I make this As, podcast special. I, I don't, so it gave me arrest and so you know maybe we got to bring him in as a third i just, just throwing that out there <laughs> i don't know why he wasn't burning you man you're the one who doesn't even do anything at the field because i'm cool that's why Re- real recognize how real. much did you pay when, him when when he pulled up looked in the back of my truck saw my farm tools all oh, this guy's legit and then you know so. he pulls up walks past your truck and then you know he sees all of your uh. goofy uh, equipment in the back <laughs> Your blow up dolls and things like that. And so, you know, it kind of adjusted his perception of how he thinks of the both of us. But both of you and I have been very busy. Yeah. I think that, you know, we've talked a lot, tons and, you know, a lot of listeners out there that aren't familiar with the reservation lifestyles. Just from us hearing us talk about it, know that we are deep in the farming season right now. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot of the villages are starting to conduct some ceremonies. And so, you know, it's been very busy this summer, especially in comparison to last summer when we started the podcast, which I feel like that we had a lot more time Mm -hmm. last year in comparison to this year. And so, you know, that's kind of some reasonings as to why you don't see as much content from the two of us. And, you know, so we, we kind of been talking about it a little bit lagging on some of the YouTube content, but, you know, definitely some of that stuff will come. Yeah. It'll come back. It'll come at some point. And so, you know, just bear with us with, uh, while we get adjusted to, like we said, working our 40 hour a week jobs, the podcast, and all the other fun hopey stuff that comes along with what it is that we do. So to summarize, we have lives other than the podcast. So, but we love our podcast. We love you guys. And so we appreciate you all for bearing with us on that. (laughs) And so, you know, it's kind of interesting because today's topic is kind of around, I guess, I guess it's kind of a dark subject. It is. It is very dark. And I was kind of a little bummed out thinking that, Oh man, I'm, I'm riding this high that my sports team is doing good for goddamn once. (laughs) And you know, I just got off of a really fun trip. And so uh, a shout out to uh, the get out of your mind boys is something that we deemed ourselves over the weekend in Las Vegas. And so, you know, a lot of good things going on in the life of J-Man. But now we're going to talk about something that is uh, a pretty big topic, a relevant topic 
that goes on in Indian country specifically definitely goes on here on the Hopi Reservation and is something that is prevalent in all communities, and that's bullying. Bullying. I mean, bullying, we have been through bullying, and we've been, uh, You, I think you and I, as when we were children, we've gone through that as well, too, in, in one of our lives. That point. was cool, man. Yeah, shut up. Everyone you, was nice to me. No, nobody was nice to you. People rolled out the red carpets when I walked into the classroom. <laughs> oh, sit this here. Let's let, let, let's welcome him with 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 open arms. <laughs> I was cool. I was the coolest guy. I had I had my ninja shoes on, and I, <laughs> I had uh, you know I had my size and my uh, my uh, my ch- what is it nunchucks and your battle axe. My battle axe going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, bullying, I, it, it's such a broad topic. Like, I guess there's so much that is encompassed with that term bullying. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, for for most of us, I, don't, I, I really don't think about bullying a whole lot during my regular <clears throat> day. And maybe a lot of folks that, you know, maybe that's something that's not really in their scope when they're going throughout their daily lives. But then bullying... When you think about it, at least when I think about it on the face of it, sometimes that we think bullying is only something that children do. Yeah. Something that only children do to each other. That's something that you only experience during your adolescence, during your K through six years while you're in education. But then I guess the reality of it is that bullying is something that exists in all aspects in terms of our ages going through life. It's weird because you, when you watch like uh, family movies and when you watch like the Disney Channel, you'll have like the, the, the cookie cutter shows where it's like the lonely kid gets bullied because he's lonely. Maybe he is, he's the only child or maybe his uh, father he's, left him. Or like he's a weird kid. He's like a weird kid. And then at wears the, ninja shoes to school. <laughs> or Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, and then at the end of the movie, uh, they all become friends because they understand the boy now. They understand, or the the, the character, and they understand what's he, what he or she's going through. And they all have the you know they all have musicals at the end. So there, there's always like a protagonist too. Like oh, there's yeah. always one kid that stands out and say tells the group, "Hey, let's go uh, welcome uh, Carl in with our group." Yeah, you know, he's yeah. kind of a loner. He's kind of weird, but you know <laughs> we're 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 supposed to be nice to everybody. So yeah. let, let's welcome them in, and then you know most of the group like. No, he, he's weird. He wears ninja shoes. He wears glasses. <laughs> you know, and, and that's how we perceive how bullying is mm-hmm. in society. Because mm-hmm. of mainstream society teaches us this is how bullying is, is that you're mean first, but you get to get to know that person and then you become friends. And that's how, I guess, you know, popular popular media is portraying bullying defining bullying Define, but, but then yeah but then like you said like thinking back on those younger years like as children um did you experience bullying as yeah a kid? yeah i mean like in, well, what are some examples like in sixth grade when in sixth grade um i forgot who i was bullied by but he it was he, probably J boy <laughs> but basically it was like um uh i knew i <laughs> okay this is a true story here okay all right so uh i Hold on, let me get my pen and paper ready. <laughs> so okay, I, all right, all right, okay. Please tell us how you felt. All right, so this uh, in in sixth grade, uh, we were the we were the pioneers of hacky sack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
And we love Hacky Sack. I don't know if anybody knows how to play Hacky Sack out there. And we we brought Hacky Sacks to our, 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 our school and nobody else knew how to play Hacky Sack. And I was pretty good at it. I mean, I would pick it up with my own feet, kick it about 10 times, you know, and then people would see that. And, 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 and um, you know, people that wanted to play Hacky Sack uh, didn't know how to play and tried to, you know, kick the little, little hacky sack pretty mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. And it was that is that, uh, this boy that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I bullied first. That's why he kind of retaliated on okay. me and, and that, you know, I was playing hacky sack and we were playing shark, you know, you hit kick it three times and you pick it and you throw it at, at a person. And I was good at it. I was, I mean, I was the best. I thought I could go all state champions, you know, with the with the hacky sack team, and I, I kicked it three times, and I hit this boy in the back of the head, and he got mad, you know, saying <laughs> saying that uh, I did it on purpose, and I'm like, no, we're playing, no, I didn't do it on purpose, you know, because there are rules to shark, like you can't just hit people, yeah, anywhere, yeah, you can't just hit people anywhere, you have to hit them at a certain spot, like yeah. in the back or the legs and stuff like usually that. on the body, yeah, not on the head, so on the I, head or the sensitive area, I, I below threw the it waist. and. You know, I, I, I kind of got in trouble by the teacher and he didn't like that. He didn't like that, um, that he was being put on the spot. So I guess that he, he was uh, sort of like a retaliation part where he became my bully. And then so every day um, he would like throw pens at me or throw uh, like pe- oh, paper really? wads, these really? little paper wad things. And I was like, quit it, man. I was like, you know, and then he would get in trouble for doing that. And then so it was when... Um, it turned into physical, physical uh, abuse, pretty really? much. Yeah, only one time though, and we were out on the football field, and he and we were playing soccer, we were like a little soccer, and we were playing that, and uh, I took the ball away from him, and he didn't like that. He tripped me, and he uh, put himself where it was like that. Um, like, you know, ready to, you know, put Hakalugi. You know how, like, you know, Hakalugi right on top of me? I, I, I thought you were going to say he put you in the, uh, one of your favorite Pornhub <laughs> positions. Nine ninety five per per month, so. No, <laughs> no, and, and he was, and he took out some dirt and he rubbed it in my face. No kidding? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and so I, I immediately, you know, pushed him off and the teachers were and there. You and you your tears away. I, and then- I, that is disclosed right now. So that part of the story is disclosed though. <laughs> but anyway, I mean like the bullying part of it is, is something that I did go through, but it was just, I thought it was just, you know, playing. I never knew it was bullying. I thought it was just him just trying to retaliate. I, I it, It's interesting that you say that because I think that actions like that, because, you know, it, when, when you were telling your story, like it brought back all these flashbacks from the day school. Yeah. And just, you know, kind of thinking about how we were with with each other, because I experienced bullying to a degree, too, as well as a kid. Uh-huh. But I, I don't think that I experienced it quite to that extent in, in how you did, because I think that when I think about when I was younger, the, the kids used to tease me for one that my mother worked at the school uh-huh. and then so you know they developed this idea that oh you, we can't make Sita cry because if we make him cry he's going to go run to his mom and then his mom's going to you know influence whoever to, to, to punish us and so that was one way that I was teased and then the other way that I was teased was because I was actually pretty light complected yeah. as a kid and so people would call me white boy because <laughs> I was light complected. And then the other thing was because I was real skinny. Yeah. And so I got teasing for being real skinny. 
And it's for, for some reason, I don't know why this is very true with Hopis. And I know that it's true with Navajos because I got the teasing on that side. But for some reason, when you're a fast kid, like when you're a fast runner, yeah. you get teased for that too, yeah. which is kind of strange. And so, you know, at the day school, I used to get teased for being a fast runner uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah. And then when you go to the Navajo side, they call you Yana. They, they oh, call yeah. you uh, Yana. Like, oh, this guy's a Yana because he, he can run fast. And so, you know, for some reason, that that's, that's a reason why you're bullied as a child. But then, you know, thinking about some of the bullying that happened, because there were kids that got it much worse than oh, I yeah. did for, for different yeah. reasons. The, there was this one kid in our class that he, for some reason, just couldn't hold his crap in. And so, like, he would poop on himself, uh-huh. like, 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 pretty often. And so we would, people would make fun of him for that. Mm. And then it would go outside of making fun of him for that. And I, I think that that's how it's established when we're younger. Yeah. Is that kids will take something of you that's different. Yeah. Light skinned, skinny, fast runner, good hacky sack player. <laughs> they'll, they'll take something of you that's different and then they'll position into you to where you're this punching bag. And then once you're positioned to being the punching bag of the class, then at that point, they'll make fun of you for anything and everything. Oh, yeah. Regardless of, of what, regardless of it, if it's something that we're all guilty of doing or guilty of, of uh, having within our lives. So I remember this one particular boy that couldn't hold his poop in and he would, you know, soil himself pretty often. Yeah. That, that we would ridicule him pre- pretty harshly. And, you know, I, I have to admit that I was a part of of some of those uh, those those bullying parties that would be directed towards him, and you know, I unfortunately, you know, that's something that's I, I guess this idea of bullying is developed at an early age, especially with us, because you said that you know he he um, the boy poured sand on your face, yeah, that this boy that we would bully. And, you know, sometimes he'd try to lash out, too, and try to bully other other kids. And one time he was doing something to me. I can't remember what it was that he was doing something to me. And I was trying to get him off me. Yeah. Like he wrestled me down to the ground. He had me down on the ground. And I was trying to get him off, off me. And then other friends saw what was going on and they ran. And then they grabbed the boy and they kind of like were wrestling with him. And then me being being a jackass when I was a kid grabs a handful of sand. I pulled his the back of his pants back and I poured it <laughs> oh God. In, in, into his pants. And and so you know it, it's like we we do awful things like that. But because it's so common that you know we don't think of how demoralizing I guess that can be towards somebody. And it's really not until you get older and you really realize how some of the bullying and teasing. What it does to a person when they get older in life. Yeah, like their psyche and everything. Their psyche, because I think that when when kids are bullied at a young age, it really affects their self-esteem. It really affects their self-perception of who they are. Yeah. It really stunts their growth because then they start to believe that they are this weaker person. That bullies are trying to make them out believe. And so, you know, somebody that might have all the capabilities of conquering the world, of really accomplishing their dreams. But if they're bullied at a young age, then it creates the self-doubt in them. Because then, and I think that that's true for all of us in society, is that we really do, for some reason, care about what the outside world thinks about us. Yeah, it's weird because, like, you know, uh, 
we we care so much about our appearance and our our self um how would you say that our self self self-worth self-worth and and how we see others think of us and it it's there that we are determined who we are and what we do as as people so it's i mean i i I guess it's that media it's it's the popular media that teaches you all of these things like that you know like in in teenage mutant ninja turtles i'll bring that up as a reference again (laughs) i know is um you know how like the teenage mutant ninja turtles they they lived underground and they wanted to be seen as as normal normal pretty much that's why they were disguised yeah and so when they go out they they go out only at night but yet that was probably the most advanced vocabulary word that i knew at a young age was uh incognito (laughs) thanks to the teenage mutant ninja turtle incognito can you spell that (laughs) e-n nouns but anyway it's it's like it's like that it's like how you want to want people to see you as it doesn't matter how you feel, but it matters how other people feel around you. And so I think that's how bullying works, is that bullying works through how you how you perceive yourself as how others perceive you as. Well, also, too, I think that outside of just this perception that's created through media, I, I definitely think that we learn our behaviors from the home. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if we have asshole parents... Then we're going to grow up to be asshole kids. Oh, yeah. If we have parents that are or people that raise us are bullies themselves, then I think that we're also going to develop those habits as well. Because then when you see older people, especially older people that you look up to, yeah, whatever it is that they do because you admire them so much that you think that what they do is okay. Yeah. And that you don't realize that sometimes when you have somebody that's taking care of you, whether that's a parent, grandparent, aunts, uncles, older brothers, older sisters, etc. That when you see them acting like a dick, that you think that it's acceptable to be that way. And especially when they're people that you respect and admire, then it kind of almost makes you want to be like that yourself. Yeah, it is true. Like, you know, like um, like some of the wrestlers that you like to watch, mm-hmm. you know, they're all dicks. They're all they all showboaty kind of guys. <laughs> And you want to be like that because it's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool in a way. That's why I put you in a headlock every time that right before we record. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, it's true, Snake Lady, Sun Clan ladies. <laughs> it's not true. I put Carl into submission every goddamn day. Nope, he doesn't. He's afraid. He's afraid to go one on one with me. <laughs> but yeah, like you know how we how we see popular medium. And it shows us how we should act in in society. It's not it's not matter how our parents are acting. It's it's the matter of how of who we want to act like that kind of defines us who we want to be in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I got a question. For okay, you. go ahead. And so you know, thinking about those bullying experiences that you've had, uh-huh. the bullying experiences that I've had at a young age. How do you how do we handle being bullied? Thinking back on those younger years, it, it, yeah, oh, go ahead. yeah, it's weird because I didn't think it was bullying. I didn't think it was 
an act of of somebody trying to retaliate or like retaliate. I thought it was just like uh, childhood banter or childhood. You thought it was a part of the uh, playground, just part of part of the playground and how we acted. Mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I I've had this deep thought for a while now, especially in terms of bullying. Is that especially here on the reservation yeah. that I think that we've developed uh, the societal. I, I don't know if you would call them practices or standards, uh, but the standards of our own Hopi society yeah. in terms of how we handle things. But I think that what how the, the type of standard that we've developed for ourselves, especially when it comes in terms of bullying, is that you handle it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, you know, if somebody is going to be messing with you, that especially as boys, we're taught that, you know, you stand up for yourself. Oh, yeah. And if, if the bo- if the bully is going to continue to proceed, and even if they becomes physical, then you have the green light to fight them and fight back. But I think that this I, I think that that idea or developing that practice only favors the bullies because the whole reason why somebody becomes a bully and they decide to target certain people to bully. Is because it's in their head that they think that those people are weaker than them. Uh-huh. And that there's no way that they're going to fight back. Or even if they do fight back, I'm just going to kick their ass. Yeah. Because yeah. they're already weaker. Yeah. And so if you're a kid that's being perceived as the weaker child. Yeah. And you're being bullied. And you're being taught to believe that while well, you handle that yourself, that you're going to fight them if you need to. Then you're already at a disadvantage because then that bully thinks that they're stronger than you. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be bullying you if they perceived you as an actual threat to fight back to a degree. And so, you know, and I, I've, you know, I've kind of, I guess, you know, been thinking about this topic for a while now, uh-huh. kind of thinking about what it is that I was going to say is that I really do think that that is the the idea behind bullying, that if you are a bully, and that you're going to lash out to folks that you do it to people that you know aren't going to fight back or you yeah, do it to yeah. people who you think that, well, if they do fight back, they're weaker than me. So I'm going to be able to take them. And I think that in very rare occasions, do people, especially kids that are being bullied, do they ever speak up and say, hey, this person's bullying me? Because I think that the societal standard that we've created is that that's not what you do. No. You handle it yourself. Yeah. You don't bring other people in to help you. But why not? Like, why not? Why don't we encourage that? Because then I think that, you know, like context is so important. And what I mean by context is talking about uh, the reasonings as to why certain things happen, right? Yeah. So let's take you and I, for example. Let's say that the you know there's two of us, Carl and J-Man. Let's say that there's two other people out there, and they both want to kick our asses. Yeah, and then it it so there the situations aren't going to be the same. Uh huh. That the person that wants to kick your ass, Carl, he just wants to do it because he thinks you're a nerd for wearing ninja shoes. Yeah, yeah. But then the person that wants to fight me. Maybe I insulted them in at way, some yeah. point and they want to fight me in retaliation. And so those contexts are different. The person wants to beat you up because they want to bully you. The person that wants to beat me up is because I did something to bring that negative attention to myself. 
And so I think that how we set these standards up in terms of when it's okay or not to ask for help or wave some sort of red flag to say, hey, I need help with this person that's trying to fight me. Yeah. The context is important because I think that if you're you, Carl, just sitting here, minding your own business, not hurting a fly. And then somebody comes to your front door and says, hey, I want to kick your ass because I think you're a nerd or I'm jealous that you have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's something that you really feel threatened by, then I think it'd be like, okay, I need help. I'm going to reach out to somebody. Yeah. And then like me, like, like we're, we're friends. Yeah. We're friends. And I'm, and like, if you were to tell me that, Hey, I did nothing to this person, but they want to fight me because of this, then I would totally be there. Like, okay, well I'll help you. Yeah. If this person comes to you and do this, but if it were reversed and let's say I did something to somebody and they wanted to kick my ass. And then I told you, Hey Carl, this guy wants to kick my ass because uh, I, I kissed his soul. <laughs> and then it, it, then it would be different. It'd be like, well, you made your own bed. Yeah. You did something to deserve you need to, this. Yeah. So you have to go out and handle it yourself. And so, you know, I, I think that we, we think too much of isolating people that are being bullied to handle it themselves. When a lot of the times they did absolutely nothing to bring this unwanted attention <clears throat> yeah, it, to themselves. It is true. It is true that what you said, because we don't think about those types of things. We don't differentiate violence uh, like, you know, those types of violence like that. We just kind of compile it into one whole lump sum mm-hmm. and then say that, oh, OK, you must not need help. Because this is what you did on your own. Mm-hmm. Not thinking about like, you know, oh, you were just minding your own business not thinking about the story behind it. So it brings out two different types of of, uh, of situations in a way. And thinking of that situation, like, you know, um, you know, you coming over to help me fight and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think I might want Sima to come and <laughs> help me fight. He works on a ranch, so... You, you, yeah. you push keywords all day. You, I don't know what you, you do. probably break out your uh, wrestling moves. You're like, you go like to slap your. You're going to do this here. Getting ready for the fight. Put <laughs> tape around my wrist. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> this, is this, this is a day of wrestling. It's like, why are you climbing on the table? God damn it! <laughs> you want some of this? You want some of this? <laughs> start flexing start know. flexing do start the, re- do the Ric Flair strut before we start fighting wearing wearing probably soul's uh, tablecloth around your like a cape and coming out We're, wearing quest <laughs> bathrobe acting like it's my robe that I come to the ring with <laughs> all dumb I'm all laying on the floor because you already kicked my ass and you're still you're still putting on still, your makeup still just strutting, strutting around, around. <laughs> it's like so where's your uh, where's your fog machine <laughs> But, you know, this was I I, I think that the reason (laughs) why I wanted to talk about that is because we we do have, I guess, guidelines about how you're supposed to live your life. Right. Yeah. Because this was a conversation that I had with some friends is that, you know, if anybody and I I have been in fights before. I know you you asked me that before in in previous episodes. But I have been in fights. I've been on both sides where I got my ass kicked, got black eyes, bloody noses and and all that. Um, But I, I think that when it comes to fighting you know i i think that how we go about it really differs and how that how we think about going about fighting really does 
I guess is structured based on your own household. Because then, you know, your teachers aren't yeah. giving you instructions about, okay, if you guys get in fights on the playground, these are the rules. You know, it really is rules that you get from people that you're closest with, usually family members. Yeah. And so, you know, there's these guidelines that if you get into the fight, this it's acceptable to do this. And it's not acceptable to, to do that. But uh-huh. And so, you know, you and I had a conversation to where, you know, you... Uh, to where we kind of shared what our own family perceptions of fighting were. Yeah. And then, you know, my father told me one time that, you know, it, it, it's never good to be the instigator. Yeah. It's never good to go out and try to fight somebody for you to start the fight. But if somebody takes that swing at you, then it's completely okay for you to start fighting back. See, I was taught a different way. I guess kind of similar, but So and Kwa taught me to never fight. Never mm-hmm. never put yourself in that situation of, of fighting. The only reason why you should fight is, uh, is when your loved ones are in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. But even then, you need to think about the consequences mm-hmm. of what the actions might be coming. So in that, in that situation, I know it sounds weird because... In those different types of situations, you don't think about the consequences. You don't think about the the outcomes of it. You just think about the the now and yeah, yeah. yeah you just I, think about I, I think the that's very true. yeah the acting part of it now. And and when you when everything's all settled down, then you think about like, oh, okay, Sh- what, shoot first, ask questions. Yeah, later. yeah. And and then you think about like, man, I shouldn't have never done that, or yeah. maybe I should have done it a different yeah. way. And I think that's how bullying is: is that people lash out. People lash out in a way that it's okay for them to lash out, mm-hmm. but not thinking about the consequences of how the reaction is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And and so... Thinking about the consequences. Yeah, not thinking about that. I, it, it's interesting to me because like, like how I talked about how at least my mind works in terms of whether it's okay to help another person out in a fight. Like, I, I really do think that like if, if somebody is uh, being threatened... Yeah. And they didn't deserve it. Yeah. Then I think it's perfectly okay if that's your friend, if that's your loved one for you to get involved and help them out because it's not something that they asked for. Yeah, yeah. But then if it's on the flip side, but they're the ones that instigated it, they deserved it, then, you know, you, you watch them fight and get their ass kicked. Yeah. If they get their ass kicked. There, there was a situation that I'll never forget. It was uh, it was at the high school uh-huh. during during our high school years at Tuba High. I remember walking out of the hallway trying to get to one of my classes that was uh, in a building that was separated from the main building. Uh-huh. And I remember that I walked out from the hallway and that there was this one girl and there were this one girl was being verbally I guess assaulted yeah. by three other girls and they just happened to be three Hopi girls. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they were really taunting this one girl and I, I, I don't know what caused it. Uh-huh. But the three girls were taunting the one girl and it got to the point where the three girls basically jumped the one girl. They grabbed her, threw her down to the ground and they started kicking her. Yeah. And I know that this one girl wasn't there by herself. She had friends ah. that she was walking with. Uh-huh. And I remember that thinking in my head, how come her friends didn't help her? Yeah. Like it's three on one. She had friends there. Why didn't they get involved and help her friend yeah. Yeah. from getting her ass kicked? And, you know, I really do think it does revolve around 
our ideas behind fighting really are very different in terms of how we're raised and and how we perceive that sort of thing. And, and that poor girl, she ended up in the hospital. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, that's crazy. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. Hi, I'm Kiona, Hopi Relief volunteer and board member. Hopi Relief is a grassroots, Hopi-led nonprofit organization founded to provide relief services, food boxes, and essential supplies to Hopi tribal members throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Our focus is to uplift the Hopi community by empowering our people to create homegrown solutions to challenges we face. We are supported by the generosity of like-minded individuals and organizations who simply want to help. You can get involved by following us on social media, sharing our story, or donating on our website, www.hopirelief.org. We are at Hopi Relief on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're back. And so, you know, kind of moving the conversation forward, I think we spent a lot more time <laughs> on, on talking about our adolescents more than, than I thought that we were. But, you know, I guess really taking the conversation and focusing it specifically on our communities here at Hopi. At Hopi, are Hopi's bullies? Would oh yeah, say- <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I'm I'm not holding back on that. <laughs> Hopi's are one of the worst bullies out there. You know who you are. <laughs> and and so you know I I, I and I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because I definitely do think that there's a bullying culture here on uh-huh. the reservation, and I think that this bullying culture is created from different things. I I think that one of the big ways that this bullying culture is supported and strengthened is through this idea of how we tease each other. Yeah, because then you know whole piece you know, and I, I this is probably true for a lot of other American Indian communities on reservations that we do have this teasing culture within our society. And we're taught that, you know, this teasing culture is a part of Hopi culture because there's a reason for it. That really the reason behind teasing each other is to keep each other in line. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, you know, being older males that we tease our nieces and we say things to them teasingly, but there's some truth behind it. Yeah. That if you're lazy I'm going to talk crap to you for being lazy because you really are lazy. Yeah. Or if you don't know how to cook or, you know, certain things. Yeah. And, you know, that that's kind of the whole basis behind that teasing. It's real. It's supposed to be used as a supportive and a strengthening tool, almost in a way for a positive. Yeah. To, to ensure that, you know, while you're growing up here in, uh, on Hopi, that you're going to be uh, a, a hard worker, that you're going to be well-mannered, that you're basically going to live this life of a Hopi. And, and so that we use this teasing as kind of a negative uh, reinforcement of that. But I think that through that teasing culture, definitely you see it, that people take it beyond what it's supposed to be. And then it creates this bullying culture that's supported by this teasing culture. So it creates like this idea of like, it's okay for me to... Uh, you to know, bully to bully people. And there's, there's a, you know, this, this uh, idea that happened on Facebook a while back. And this, this was a huge idea, uh, you know, this ideal or this huge thing that went on on Facebook is that this one young girl was bullying uh, other girls thinking that it's okay to bully on Facebook and put it out there. And I don't know the full extent story, but it was, it was to where this girl was constantly bullying others to where it's like, it, it, it creates like this death notion that these girls should, you know, 
die pretty much. Oh, wow. And it was, it was heartbreaking to see that, wow, you know, a, a teen girl has no idea of what, what's, what the really, what the real consequences are. And I know that there aren't really real consequences here on the Hopi reservation because of that. But to read a, a lot about how, you know, the words that were actually exchanged in the conversation between those two or these actually three, I guess. And it just made it to say that, or just made it to seem that, wow, the, it, they're going to, you know, kill each other pretty much. Wow. And it was weird. And it, yes, I read all the, and, and, yeah. and those are girls that and these are, are girls here on the that reservation. Girls that are here on the reservation. And it was all on Facebook. It was all on the Hopi online yard sale thing. You're reading it while you're taking your morning number two. <laughs> I was reading it while I was uh, driving uh, to go to uh, fight my bully. So <laughs> <laughs> with your ninja, with my ninja shoes, ninja and shoes on and, you know, but you, you, you do see it. And unfortunately, you know, like, like the, the bullying that happens, especially here on Hopi that I, and we've talked about this often is that as people, for whatever reason, we find reasons to ridicule each other. Oh yeah. And it often relates to our own culture. It often relates to our own language because I think that for 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 all of the things that we don't have. Yeah. The money, the big houses, yeah. the nice cars, the nice clothes, but we do have a lot of language. Oh yeah. We do have a lot of culture and so we're rich in that way. And so we use those as our weapons. To swing at each other. Oh, yeah. To say that, oh, you're from a, a progressive village. You don't know anything. Oh, you don't speak your language. Who are you to talk to me about these sorts of things? Or, you know, that person doesn't, you know, do this correctly when it comes to ceremonies. Or, you know, that girl is uh, impure. How come she's, you know, where the virgin girls are supposed to Yeah, sit? And yeah. so you know, it, it creates this, this culture that we live in and we use our culture and we use our language as weapons to hurt each other. Yeah. As that crutch to actually further on our, our own demise, our own, uh, uh, bullying mm -hmm. sense thing. Mm -hmm. And just like what you were saying too, you know, how like some men out here versus men out in uh Munkapi, mm -hmm. You know, saying that you're from Munkapi and then, oh, okay, then men will say that, oh, you're from that, uh, you know, from that uh, Navajo island there, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. th and that creates, it's the same way of bullying. Yeah. It's the same way of cultural bullying there. It is. And then that's why I put you in those headlocks every time that, that we record. <laughs> and I'm going to take a picture of it one day just, just to prove it. Yeah, go ahead. You'll probably be bloody on the floor. <laughs> I'm Ric Flair, you know. <laughs> You'll probably be dressed up as Ric Flair on the floor. Wearing my lobo, my tidy whities <laughs> The caption, he was still busy putting on his makeup and I knocked him out. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I always wonder, you know, why is it like that? How come we're like that as people yeah. that live here? And, you know, this is just my hypothesis. And, you know, I'm yeah. sure that there's probably extensive data out there somewhere, maybe not specifically on Hopi, but definitely communities like ours, oh, yeah. which, you know, by white man standards are considered uh, impoverished communities, meaning oh, yeah. that we live in poverty. Yeah. But I, I think that that is the reason, or at least a big part of the reason is the poverty. Because then I think that when you're in a position to where you have a job, you have money, you have a nice, comfortable home that you're living in, then you're less likely to lash out at the world mm -hmm. because you have those things in your life that you think are necessity and you're living comfortably. 
But when you're living the opposite of that, no money, maybe you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, you're crammed in a 12 person home, you don't have your own space, then that gives you a lot of animosity to lash out into the world and start being one of those people that lashes out at others, especially for those that might have what it is that you want. Yeah. It's um, you know, there are a lot of aspects to be, to have like this bully kind of way, this bully kind of thinking. And, and yeah, that's one way. That's one part of it. You know, the other way is like, you know, Oh, you come from a good home, but your life has not been so good on the outside. So you lash out in that way as well mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. because society thinks that you're, you're a good person, but yet in, in, in reality, you know, you're not a good person behind closed doors, behind the closed doors kind of deal. Yeah. So there are a lot of ways how a bully can be formed and a lot of ways and how we perceive bullies. It's just not like, you know, a person that looks like uh, Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> You know? <laughs> <laughs> they could look like uh what was the what's the good guy's name in Toy Story? Woody or Buzz? No, the boy. Um, the boy that owned the toys. Yeah, what was his name? Andy. Andy, yeah. They could look like Andy. Yeah. But be uh Sid on the inside. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is very true. It I, is I, very I, I true. Think that's very true. And, so and, it, and that's how we that's how Hopi society is, is that we look normal on the outside, but we have this Sid kind of personality on the inside. And, you know, I I think that at least with what we're talking about, especially specific to Hopi, that we kind of talked about how this this Hopi concept is kind of, I guess, uh, the root cause to a degree for for bullying culture out here on the reservation. I think that it's very important to define all of these terms and explain it in a way that people understand. Because then, you know, I think that a lot of the times, unfortunately, for some reason that we think that we're just going to throw terms out there and people are going to know what they're going to mean. Oh, yeah. Because there's this kind of uh, this hip new term that's thrown out there and it's called toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if that's something that you heard of before. Yeah, I've heard of that. And and so, you know, this term toxic masculinity, what that means is it, it's, a, it's referencing how males, usually males that are come from a, a people of color community. So like American Indians, African Americans, yeah. Latinos, et cetera that were raised in a certain way that it develops toxic characteristics. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about what some of those characteristics might be that, you know, this eagerness to fight or this eagerness to show people how tough you are or berating each other and using that as a form of camaraderie or using it as a form of just general interaction with other people. But when this is why context is so important, because when there's no context behind it, then all that means to us are just two words that we don't understand. And so there's a lot of people, unfortunately, on social media, they'll see things that they like, that they heard or read somewhere, they like it, they'll throw it out into social media with absolutely no context whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and most of the time, it's, it's urban natives that will throw around this term toxic masculinity. And a lot of the times in terms of toxic culture, it's always directed towards reservation people because we have a certain way of living that we live. And so as a reservation person, when I'm being told that the res is a toxic culture without any context behind it, 
all I hear is that you're calling me toxic. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when I'm going to have issue with you <laughs> because then it's like, okay, well, if I'm toxic, then it's, you know, then it starts this negative dialogue, which I, I think that, you know, for all of us, that we all have to recognize, realize that we all have different understandings. We all have different educational levels. We all live in this world at different levels that sometimes we don't see. We literally don't see eye to eye with no, each other. No, And so I don't know how that fed in with bullying, but I, I had it written down on my nice little sheet. So. <laughs> but, you know, I guess, I guess bullying out there can be defined in different ways. And we will never understand, fully understand what bully is and what causes the bully and how we can stop bullying. The only way that we can do is that we... You know, there, there is a saying that don't be perfect. Don't become perfect. Be, be a better person. Be a better person or be a better person of your former self. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's what, I guess that's how I see myself as, as, a, as a person living today is that I don't want to be perfect. I can't be perfect, but I can be a better person as I was before. Pretty wise words, words, Carl. Exactly, uh, I know. I'm pretty, pretty uh, shocked I, by I that. Got, I got a quick question okay. for you before we go. So, in terms of the conversation, all right. In terms of bullying, especially right. here on the reservation, okay. How do we solve the issue? Oh my God, it, it is a very tough issue to solve. I mean, I don't think there is a resolution to this this type of topic here. It's we can we can have a lot of the the you know, the flyers and the, the seminars and stuff like that, that go along the with workshops. Yeah. Workshops and stuff like that. But you cannot, you cannot stop human nature. You cannot stop human thoughts. The only way we can do that is just to uh, brainwash everybody and, mm -hmm. and make sure that bullying is not in that, in that brainwash term there. I have a solution. Okay, go ahead. My solution to bullying is everybody just needs to grow the fuck up. <laughs> Or just bully each other till one survivor comes out. Yeah, there you go, Hunger Games style. <laughs> but all right, well, you know, it, I think it's time for us to head on out. So, uh, you know, uh, you want to get out of here? I, I, I guess so. And so, uh, but th thank you for uh, sticking with us. If you stuck with us uh, at this point, uh, we are looking forward to closing out this season. I think that we got two more episodes, oh, yeah. but we're definitely going to try to hit you at least a few more bonus episodes because we know that we definitely haven't done any of that. But if you want to subscribe to our social media accounts, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And oh, you can yeah. find all of those at Carl and J-Man. And then if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review that helps us move through and get into the mentions more often for people that are looking uh, for podcasts similar to ours. If you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to smash that like button, like, and subscribe. We're trying to get to a hundred thousand uh, listeners. And I don't think we're any closer from the last time that I made that proclamation, oh, yeah, exactly. but we'll definitely get some more content out for that. Anybody else you'd like to shout out, Carl? Uh, nothing else. You know, all the good plugins, just go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to donate some money for us, or just go to buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast to donate a dollar or more. All right. Well, it's been a great journey here on the bullying episode. You know, I thank you all. And to all my bullies out there, uh, eat a <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you again. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, what's